In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Today is the fourth Sunday of the Holy Great Fast, and we read the story of Christ meeting with the Samaritan woman by the well. And while they were having this conversation about how to worship the Father and Spirit and truth, and kind of this theological discussion about who is the Messiah, and where is he going to come, and what are his characteristics, and what is he going to say, the woman said in verse 25, she said, I know that Messiah is coming who is called Christ. When he comes, he will tell us all things. And when we see at that time, and specifically in her words, of what she was expecting of the Messiah who was to come, that this man who she was expecting to come, who the Samaritans were waiting for and expecting to come, this Christ, that he is going to come and he will tell them all things. Like they are, they are seeking the truth, they are seeking understanding, they are seeking meaning from this person, this Messiah, this Lord, whom they are waiting for to come. So they see God as a source of truth and someone who is uh, going to come and reveal the truth to them so that they would then know the truth. And it tells us something about the way that human beings throughout history and at different eras of time and different time and different places, how we have um, sought the truth, how, where we have found the truth, what we consider to be sources of truth. Um, as human beings, we historically have always cared about the truth. We, we, we want to know the truth, we want to discover the truth, we want to live according to the truth, and we want to make sense of the world around us. And this woman certainly waiting here for the Messiah to tell her all things is looking toward God as being the source of truth because he is the one with the knowledge, he is the one with understanding, and he is the one who is going to give it to us, right? We look to God, and as Christians, we look to God as a source of knowledge, understanding, power, and comfort. We take comfort in the fact that there is a God who knows all of the answers, even when we ourselves do not know, and we trust in him, and we say he is the source of truth, and we say with the Samaritan woman, he will tell us all things. And he will tell us all things according to his time, according to his way. And we accept that there are some things that we do not know. And we wait for God to reveal those things. And so we take comfort in God because he is our shepherd. He is our leader. He is our father. He is our master. He is our God. And we read and pray with uh, King David in Psalm 23. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He is the one who we take comfort in because we know him and we know his characteristics and we know that he can be trusted because he is God. But what about those who do not believe in God? Or how is it that this idea of finding the truth has evolved throughout time? And specifically, how can we understand the way that people are t today in our society trying to find the truth and what is truth? So I want to speak about three different ways of seeking the truth, of, of, of trying to understand the truth that kind of our society has gone through throughout history to help us to better understand the moment that we are in today and how dangerous it is of where we are today in our society. So there's three truth systems that I want to speak about, okay, that, that people have believed in throughout history. And we can see this question in the conversation between Christ and Pontius Pilate of just trying to understand what is truth. Um, in this conversation, the Lord said to Pontius Pilate in John chapter 18, I have come into the world that I should bear witness to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth hears my voice. And then it says, Pilate said to him, what is truth? What is truth? 
The Lord is saying, I have come into the world. I am the truth. I bear witness to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth hears my voice. He is the center of truth. Then anyone who comes to him comes to the truth, that every word that he says is a word of truth, that everything that he is is the reality. He is the reality. That's when we speak about Christ being the Logos. The word Logos, we translate it in English to be word, but the, the real meaning of that Greek word is the ultimate reality. He is the ultimate reality. He is the only thing that really exists, and everything else exists because of him. Everything else exists because of God. He, he is the center of all existence. Okay, So when we look to God and we listen to God and we hear from Him, we hear the very essence of truth, the very essence of reality from Him. But here Pontius Pilate, he asked this question, what is truth? What, what is the definition of truth? What does it mean even for something to be true? So what are these three truth systems? And the way that maybe our society over time has changed where we go, what we see as a source of truth. The first is the belief in God, right? The belief in God or religion, right? So, so for, for, for a, a long period of time in our society and in the world as a whole, right? People look toward the divine as being the source of truth. People looked around them in the world. They didn't understand a lot of things. There's a lot of things that was a big question mark. How does, how, does, how does the world function? You know, why is it that the sun rises and sets? What is the moon? You know, what are, what are, what, why are the tides go up and down? Every, everything was unknown. There was no way to understand these things. And so everything was attributed to the divine. That there was a God of the sun and a God of the moon and a God of the stars and a God of the sea and a God of everything. And so everything was a God right everything was divine and everyone looked to the divine for answers right and of course many of these things obviously are not true right but it doesn't mean that there was not a divine right in christianity we believe that there is one divine being one god who is the source of all creation who is the source of all things and who is the lawgiver who we look to him just as the samaritan woman said that he will tell us all things okay so he will tell us all things we trust in God as the one who leads, as the one who guides, and we have to have faith to believe in a God who is not so perceivable with our five senses, but is perceivable only through faith. This is the first truth system, if you want to call it a truth system, is that I look to something that is above me. I look to a God. I look to the divine. He is the one who has the answers. He is the one who understands me better than I understand myself. And so uh, he was the one who was going to tell me all things. Over time, and with the Enlightenment, and with uh, establishment more and more of scientific principles, people looked less and less above to a God, to the divine, and they started to look to science. They said, what? Okay, this is the era of modernism. Okay, We began to understand things about the world and about the universe, things that we didn't used to understand. And instead of attributing everything to a god, we began to attribute to scientific principles, to physical laws. We began to write down equations. We began to understand and be able to predict for the first time a lot of the things that are happening around us. And so as people began to, began to understand the natural world, they began to say, you know what, God is unnecessary. We don't need to have a God in order to explain all these things, to explain the earth and the sun and the stars and the moon and all of the physical things that are happening. Look at all of the things we're able to build and all the things we're able to do. We don't need God for this. This is similar to the attitude that those who built the Tower of Babel had. 
we do not need God for protection. We do not need God because we can build a tower that reaches up to the heavens just as God is in the heavens. And if God were to send another flood upon us, we can save ourselves. We don't need God to save us. We don't need a prophet to come and build an ark to save us. We can save ourselves through our ingenuity, through our cleverness, through our collaboration, through our working together. And certainly, in many aspects, this is a reflection of our world and, and the attitude that people now have, having rejected God from their hearts, from their lives. We do not need God, people say, or our society says. So now it is not so much about I believe or that I am looking to the divine for understanding and knowledge, but instead it is about my understanding. I understand, right? With my mind, I understand the world. And so, in, so for a time, people found sense and meaning here in this way by understanding the world. Of course, we know from a Christian perspective that this is an empty existence because simply understanding the physical world doesn't change the fact that the physical world is temporary and passing and is not going to last forever. So as much as I might understand the world, it still does not answer life's greatest questions, but at least for a time, it gave people some meaning. And so they began to look more and more toward science and toward understanding to find meaning, to find truth. The third system of truth, which is the one that is now taking hold in our society, is not the belief in science, but the belief in the self. And if the belief in science, we call it modernism, the belief in the self, we call it postmodernism. What comes after modernism? That we have exhausted, to a large extent, all of, 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 of the things in the world that we don't understand. We now understand the world very well. We look around and we can understand almost everything that is in the world. So many important things that we can understand. So we've reached this sense, the state of scientific maturity, of advancement, where reason and logic are kind of, we have mastered them, and they are no longer as appealing as they once were. Because for the pre-modern man, for those who looked to the divine only, to those who felt like in a large extent that they were confused about the world around them, they saw that modernism was the answer to life. That in understanding, in understanding the world, then we can have a sense, and we can find meaning and purpose. But then those who finally reach that state where they are now enlightened and they now understand the world, they still feel empty. And they say, where now can we find purpose and meaning now that we have exhausted science and that we understand so many things about the world? Now we go deeper into ourselves and we say, what is the source of truth? It is not something outside of us, something that exists in the world, but the source of truth is myself. I am the source of truth. And whatever I feel to be true is true. And whatever I want to be true is true. And what makes me feel fulfilled, this is what is true. So this is a rejection of the absolutism of modernism. That modernism said everything is black and white. Black, uh, modernism said there are physical laws to govern the world. In postmodernism, we don't care about physical laws. We don't care about reality at all. All I care about in postmodernism is what makes me feel va uh, valid, what makes me feel fulfilled, what makes me feel satisfied. And so it is not absolute by any means, it is relative, because everybody feels different. Every, what makes me feel satisfied, what makes me feel accepted, is different than what makes you feel accepted, right? So I can wake up one day and say, this is how I feel, and this is how I want you to treat me, and this is what I want you to call me, right? Whereas the next day, maybe I have a completely different feeling. I have a completely different sense of what I am and who I want and how I want people to treat me. 
So instead of building on what came before, postmodernism essentially rejects everything that came before. Whether it be religion, because I am not looking to the divine to tell me who I am, or whether it be science, I'm not looking to reality to tell me who I am. All I care about is what I feel. All I care of it is what I think of myself, and that becomes my reality for myself. So discovering truth is no longer the purpose. It is now about discovering how each of us feels and celebrating how each of us feels regardless of whether it is real or not. So where is the world today? We have come a very long way from the words of this Samaritan woman who, speaking to Christ, said that she is waiting for the Messiah who will tell her all things, right? Not only have the means of discovering truth and meaning changed, but the very questions we ask have changed. The very things we look for that we, that we want have changed. Everything has changed from back then in those days, right? Are people so interested to know what is the truth today? Are people so interested to know what is right today? It is not about knowing the truth and knowing what is right. It is about doing what feels right to me, which might be different than what feels right to you. So objective reality is really not that important anymore. It is not about objective reality. It's not about absolutes. It's all about how I feel. Um, and, and because of this, right, there are people who are able to wield incredible power in manipulating how people feel. By celebrating the feelings of, a, of large groups of people, they can gain influence and power over them, regardless of whether they are leading them into a darkness, regardless of whether they're leading them to destruction, because this group of people, that all they care about is their own feelings, they don't see beyond their own feelings. So as long as I offer to you what makes you feel good about yourself, I can lead you wherever I want you to go. You don't, you, there is no limit of what I can convince you of as long as I make you feel good about yourself. And so we are at a point now where this idea of postmodernism is no longer limited to just the artists and the philosophers and those people who are intending to evoke an emotion inside of a person, right? Like when you go, if you've heard of postmodern art, postmodern art is like art that has no function. It's like art where it's all just a bunch of, this is the picture? No, there was another picture with the postmodern art where it's just, it's, it's just, it's just a bunch of, of just randomness, right? Because there is no structure to it and there is no absolute to it. Postmodern art is, is designed to evoke an emotion, right? But as I said, postmodernism is not limited now to just the artists. It's limited to our politicians. It's now about our teachers, our educators, our scientists, everyone, our journalists, everyone who is historically supposed to be someone who brings us truth, and that truth is unbiased truth. And that truth is um, not flavored and not colored by each individual person's opinion. But it is just this is the truth. Those people that we have relied on to give us such truth, they no longer even attempt to give us the truth. Because truth is, has no meaning in our society anymore. Truth is all about how I feel about about myself. And who is it really that can tell me how I feel about myself other than myself? No one outside of me can tell me what is true. No one outside of me can tell me how I feel about who I am because I am the author. I am the God. I am the one who tells everyone else how is it that I feel how I am. So as postmodernism is becoming more and more dominant in society, Christianity and many religions, not just Christianity, 
are greatly at risk because Christianity cannot survive without absolute truth. Something even more fundamental from what is it that we believe is just asking the question, what does it mean to believe? What does it mean to have a belief system? When we say that we believe in God, we are not saying that I believe that the existence of a divine being makes me feel good about who I am, or that I am more successful, or I am more comforted, or I am happier or more fulfilled simply because I believe that there is a God. The existence of God is not about my feelings or my emotions or what makes me more successful or doesn't make me more successful. The, we believe, when we say we believe in one God in the creed, we believe that this is the absolute reality, that there truly is a God and he truly is a trinity and he truly incarnate in the person of Jesus Christ and he truly died on the cross and that all of the things that we talk about in the church are actually real. But the word religion, even when we speak about religion or faith or spirituality or whatever you want to call it in our modern times, has lost that meaning to so many people. How is it that people decide which church they want to go to? Well, which one makes me feel the most fulfilled? Which one makes me feel the happiest? Which one makes me feel the most accepted? Well, what about the question of what is real? What is true? Are you spending your time worshiping a God who even exists? Are you, do you care about the truth at all? Where is the origins of your faith, right? And this is why it is so important for us to understand this principle that Christianity must um, build itself upon the concept of absolute truth. The Lord Christ, he said what in John 14, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. He is the only way. He, is, he says what, I am the absolute truth. I am the logos. I am the reality. Everything else is, a, is false. Everything else is false. So when we look to the Samaritan woman, we learn, learn something very important. Where do we look for to find the truth, to find the real answers that we are seeking in our life? We cannot find it in superstition. We cannot find it in science. We cannot find it in ourselves. We find it only in God because he is the one uh, that we were made in his image. If we want to f learn about ourselves, we learn about God. If we want to know how God intended for us to live and intended for us to be and how he intended to, 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 for us to exist, we look to God. If we, know, if we want to know where we have been and, and where we came from, we look to God and we look to the scripture. If we want to know where we are going, we look to God. And again, we look to scripture. Every important question that we can ask, the answer is in him. But in order for us to, to really accept this, we have to abandon the idea of this postmodernist world that we live in, where everything is just about how I feel in the moment and how everything in our life and the laws of our country and everything needs to be governed by our feelings. Feelings are unstable. One day I feel a certain way and the next day I feel another way. So we should say with the Samaritan woman, again, he will tell us all things. God is the source of truth and God is the source of life. And without him, life even has no meaning. What does it even mean to be alive without the Lord? So may God remind us as all of these forces of postmodernism, all of these forces of deception are trying to attack us in the church and try to poison our minds into believing that the reasons why we should do anything right? It's all about me. It's all about the self, and it's all relative. May God remind us that he is the creator, that he is the one who put us here, 
and that he is the one who has a plan for us, and glory be to God forever. Amen.